Luke 5. Let me cast a vision for this church. Church. Luke 5, first 11 verses. And it reads as this. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. When they came and filled their boat so full, they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you'll catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Boy, I don't know what kind of situations you're facing today, but I trust that today you come to an understanding of God, who He is, what He's asking of you, and give Him the joy, the privilege, the opportunity to serve Him in whatever capacity that He desires. You see, there was Jesus teaching. Miracles had already been accomplished when we read the preceding chapter of Matthew We recognize the fact that Jesus had cast out demons, he had healed people, he had taught in the the temple, and he was seeing people who were coming to him at all times during the day and evening, bringing their loved ones, their sick, to him to have them healed. So miracles had already occurred. Now here he was on the edge of what they term Lake Gennesaret, This is the Sea of Galilee, which is called by three different titles. Uh, Lake Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee, or the Sea of Tiberias as well. And so he was at the edge of the lake teaching. I have been on that Sea of Galilee. I've seen basically where he was teaching there on on the shoreline. And you can see where it becomes almost a natural amphitheater. And so the crowd, the Bible says in the Greek, the crowd was pressing, really pressing in on him to the extent that he was having a hard time uh, reaching his voice to the back part of the crowd because the people were getting so close. So there he saw two fishing boats from the partners in their fishing expedition. These were Andrew, Peter, James, and John. And there they were. They had, were, had fished all night long and they were cleaning their nets from the seaweed and mending their nets from the tears that the fish had created in their nets. Now, these nets were a bell-shaped type net with a cord over it that you pull the bell, literally the top of that bell as, as the nets were cast out on the water. And you pull that cord tight and, and bring it in. 
It was hard work. Well, I want you to see four things about this today. Number one, I want you to see the difficulty they were in. First of all, they were without fish. They were without fish. They were desperate. It's a difficult thing because in their desperation they turned to Jesus. I don't know how you have experienced your Christian life. I know there are times in my life that it seems like the harder I work, the less I accomplish. And it's true with that in in many endeavors in life. These guys had been out all night. I was fortunate to have uh, the one time that I've been to the Holy Land to stay in a hotel there in Tiberias on the shoreline and you could hear the fishermen out on the lake on the Sea of Galilee fussing at each other. This is a, a large lake. It is 13 miles long and 7 miles wide and at its deepest it's 100 feet deep. So this is no small body of water. And there they were probably out all night long fussing. And they were in a difficult situation. They were tired. You can imagine the labor, the back-breaking work that they were trying to accomplish there because casting those nets was not an easy chore and continuing to bring them back empty and casting them out hoping that they would get enough fish that they would be able to meet their monthly requirements. And so they were without fish. You ever been in that situation? You've done something? No avail. No matter how hard you work, you still come up empty. Well, secondly, they were without faith. They were aggressive businessmen. They were not prepared to face the fact that they were empty in their efforts. Here they were businessmen on the Sea of Galilee. And being a fisherman meant that if you didn't catch fish, you didn't have anything to sell, you didn't get paid. You couldn't buy food for your family or barter with somebody else in the marketplace. You had nothing. You had a family that was depending on you. You had friends. You had business associates. You had partners. You had people that were there. They were without faith. Don't know what we're going to do. We've seen Jesus doing these things, but we're about our work. Jesus has been in the area, and He's been performing miracles. They've heard about Him. They've already answered the call to follow Him. But they had work to do. Well, secondly, I want you to see the directions they received. First of all, in verse 4, there's a call to service. And Jesus finished speaking as He went out in the boat. He launched out a little bit so that His voice could be amplified by the breezes that carried it onto the shoreline. Plus, He was able to see the back of the crowd and reach them in his voice. And so, here he is, out in the boat, and he says, this is what I want you to do. Launch out. Put out. There are certain risks involved when following Jesus. We all know that. We recognize the fact that that we are called to a life of service and discipline. The Chinese proverb that says, the longest march in the world begins with the first step. It's so true. The first thing we have to do is to launch out. We've got to take the first step, whatever that might be. 
Launching out means we've got to get up off of our seats and into the field of of battle, into the arena here. So we understand this in our lives, launching out. So now, you may have been thinking of, of making these steps, whatever it might be. Some of you here today may be thinking about that first step being Jesus Christ Himself. What do I do with Jesus? I've thought about trusting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've thought about uniting with that church. I've thought about being baptized by immersion. I've thought about all these things. And Jesus says, just launch out. Take that first step and I'll take the others. I can tell you that most people that I talk to, myself included, when you take that first step down the aisle, you don't remember the others. You just remember that first step out into the aisle. And so that's the way it was with me. And so all those ventures with the Lord Jesus Christ have been the same way. He speaks to you. He says, launch out. This is what I want you to do. I want you to move. I want you to move in a certain direction. I want you to get up and take that first step. And when we take the first step, we recognize the Lord is behind us helping us take the rest. Secondly, it's a call to ambition. Look at what he says. Launch out into the deep water. Get in over your head. Hmm. Been in that situation where you are in over your head? Where you're, you're in a situation where, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I really have the skills or the capabilities or the qualifications for this particular endeavor, but yet here I am and the Lord has put me here. The deep water... Really? Get in over your head? Take on these big responsibilities, not just the small ones, as he's saying. Now, wait a minute. We've been fishing all night long, and of course in the night, as the water cools down, the fish kind of move toward the shallows. And here he is, probably in the early part of the day, the fish had moved out. So the fishermen are going to have to go out there as well. Get in the deep water. You've waded into the shallows. You've put your toe in. He said, I'm going to try a few things. I don't want to do anything flamboyant or or flagrant. You know, I don't want to just jump in over my head. How many times have I heard that? And so, you just put that toe in and just kind of get in about ankle deep. And Jesus says, no. I want you in over your head. I want you to have to depend on me for your livelihood and your sustenance and your leadership. I've got something great I'm going to do through you, but I want you in over your head on this one. Congregations come to that place and they make that same mistake. They come to that place where they say, well, we can't afford that. It's not in our budget. We don't have the manpower. We don't have the personnel. We don't have the abilities. We're a small church. We're not going to do that. We can't become what the Lord wants us to be, basically is what they're saying, because we're unwilling to launch into the deep. What is God calling you to do? What is He calling this congregation to do? I think our greatest days are yet ahead of us, and I think that they're going to impact not only our community, but our state and our nation and our world in some significant fashion. Well, you're just talking. Well, yeah, I am. Because I know the Lord wants us to launch out into the deep. I know that we just can't stay on the shore. 
any longer. We have put our little beach towel out there. We got our lounge chair. got our beach chair. We got our umbrella. And we're supporting those who would be willing to launch out. But me, some of us say, not me. And Jesus says, launch out. It's a call to ambition. But then it's a call to practicality. Look what he says. And let down your nets. Not somebody else's. Your nets. Use what you have for the Lord. Lord, look at all the people here. What are we going to do with them? Then there's a little boy. And I can hear him tugging on the sleeve of the disciple. I have my lunch. I have some bread and some fish. But you're welcome to it. The faith of a child. Here are five loaves and a few fish. And, but what are they among so many? The disciples would say. And Jesus would say, In the hands of the Master, they are multiplied to a great service. It's a call to practicality. Let down your nets. What's in your hand? Moses, what's in your hand? It's a staff. Throw it down. I'll take what you've got. What's in your hand? The commercial said, what's in your wallet? What's in your hand? What's in your life? What's in your mind? What's in your heart? What do you have that you can offer to the Lord? The fishermen? Well, it was their nets. They had mended them. They they had washed them. They had cleaned them. It's a call to practicality. But see, what a lot of us do, and where we make a major mistake spiritually, is we want to commit somebody else's fishing boat. We want to commit somebody else's fishing nets. I've had so many people over the years come to me and say, you know what we ought to start here in this church? We ought to do this ministry. Are you going to do it, I would ask? No, I think you ought to do it, they would respond. (laughs) Well, now wait a minute. Did Jesus ask you to launch out and use your net? I don't think you want to use mine. If God's called you to a purpose, to a service, to a ministry, to serve Him in some particular form or fashion, then He wants you to use your nets. Not mine. I want you to use yours. You see, there are fish or people that you can reach that I can't reach. There are people in your own circle of family and friends and clubs and, and neighborhoods that other people don't have access to. They wouldn't listen to them anyway, perhaps. So Jesus is saying to you and to me and to this congregation to launch out. Use the nets that I have given you, Jesus said. Use your abilities, your skills, your capabilities, your spiritual gifts. Then let me glorify myself, Jesus says. So it's a call to practicality. Let down your nets. And then it's a call to expectation. Let down your nets for a catch. How many of us, when we're out doing something in the name of the Lord, really expect something positive to transfer? transpire there I do do you come to worship service on on Sunday morning expecting to see decisions being made I do and I know they're being made whether they're visible or or invisible 
to the human eye. I do expect decisions today. I expect people to come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior or to be drawn closer to Him or to make some kind of decision, whatever it might be. So it is a call to expectation. He didn't say just let down your nets and I'm going to show you how to retrieve them. He said let down your nets for a catch. You want some fish? This is what you got to do. You got to launch out into the deep, use your own nets, and expect the Lord to bless it for a catch. Now, what was Peter's response? Look at the discoveries they made, verses 6 through 10. Simon answered, I love Simon, great guy. He said, And this is typical Peter in verse 5. He said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught a single thing. Been around fishermen? It's rare for me, but I have fished all day and haven't caught anything. It's rare. But it happens. And I can imagine Jesus saying, all right, as you're pulling the boat in, you're about to trailer it, and you're, you're a little discouraged. It's been a good day. I mean, a a bad day at the lake is better than a better day at the office. I mean, that's just way, that's the way it is. But you, you trailer that boat and you, you're kind of discouraged because you don't have anything to show for it. And then Jesus comes up to you and says, you know what? Take the boat off the trailer. Get it back out in the lake. And don't just stay here by the shoreline. Get out in the deep. And now I want you to catch some fish. And our response will be the same as Peter. He always says what we're thinking. Lord, I fished all night long. It's hard work. We have been retrieving these nets all night long. Our backs are sore. We're we're tired. We're exhausted. We're just ready to pack it in. Chalk it up as just a bad day at the lake. Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh. Peter said, you know, we have worked all night long. You know, it's like Peter, you know what he's saying to Jesus at this point? Lord, I hear you're a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. I do this for a career. This is what I do. This is who I am. You really, you don't know much about fishing, evidently. So, What am I doing? We've worked hard all night long, Lord, because we're good at this. But we've come up empty-handed. Some of us come to that place in our, our lives as teachers or as ministers, servants. All of us have ministries in our lives that God has given us. You need to look at yourself as a minister because that's exactly what God has done for you in this life. He's placed you in that role. So you look at your life as a minister and say, you know what, Lord, I have been witnessing to these people or I have been serving these people. I have been doing this particular ministry in your name and it just, right now, it just seems empty. Right now, it just seems fruitless. And Jesus said, do it again. Again. Okay. I can do it again. 
I've done it, Lord. I don't know how you. I don't know if you realize how things are on planet Earth. But nevertheless, if you want me to, in spite of these unfavorable circumstances, Peter learned, and the other disciples follow God, regardless of anything else. Follow God. The location, the people. The location was bad. The people were watching. They had already seen the disciples come back to the shoreline empty-handed. They had watched them wash their nets and mend their nets. They knew that they had come back without any result of a long night's work. And yet Jesus said, you know what? In front of all these people that are on the shoreline that are staring, I want you to do this. Why? To bring them glory? No. Bring himself glory. And to show them what living a life of faith is all about. In spite of their past failures, they learned to follow God. They fished all night. Why try again? John Bunyan was arrested and jailed for preaching. He said, No, if I be in jail until the moss grows on my eyelids, I will never conceal the truth which God has taught me. In spite of your past failures, follow God. In spite of your lack of understanding, follow God. Well, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet clearly seen. And again, in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently Underline, seek him. Well, verse 10, don't be afraid. Don't ever worry about that. He said, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll catch men. Don't be afraid. You're afraid of what God's going to do to you if you launch out? What if you're successful? Uh Uh-oh. Peter wasn't thinking about that. Peter just knew that I am in the presence of of. God Almighty. No, this could not happen except by God. Because Jesus stirred the water and the fish came into the nets. And the nets were, were breaking. So Peter calls out to James and John, you got to come help me. I can't bring in all the fish. So they came out with their nets and the boats were so loaded down with fish that the boats began to sink. Can you see the amazement on the shore? Why does God want you to launch out into the deep? Why does He want us to be faithful? He didn't call us to be fruitful. I want you all to understand that. He called us to be faithful because His fruit will be born through us. It is His fruit that gives Him the glory. When we're faithful, God is fruitful through us. And same thing with Peter and James and John and their boats as the people on the shoreline had heard Jesus teaching. And maybe his teaching, you know, it was just words. He was talking about the people perhaps being faithful to him and and being obedient to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Embracing him as the Christ, the Messiah, the only begotten Son of God. And all of a sudden, there is an opportunity for an object lesson. So here's the boats sinking, the nets breaking, the fish are so so numerous 
that they're literally flopping over the side of the boat. And the people on the shoreline are saying, wow, now I know what he was talking about some moments ago. Well, the decisions they made, they left everything, the Bible says. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. They left everything. They left their bad habits. They left their bad attitudes. They left all their their earthly interest. They left it all behind in order to be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. And what? Followed Him. Now, I don't know what's holding you where you are, but it's time to leave it all and follow Jesus. You're going to be the one that's going to gain from that. You'll be the one that will absolutely benefit from that decision. Are you here this morning trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you never done that before? Maybe you've done that in in your living room or at a camp or, or some other time, but you've never made it known publicly. If Jesus is willing to die publicly for you, the least we can do for Him is to live publicly for Him. Maybe you trusted Jesus Christ and maybe you never followed Him in baptism by immersion, which is a step of obedience. Remember the first step? Launch out. Step out into the aisle and come forward and say, this is what I, the Lord is calling me to do. Maybe you're looking for a church home. This is where the Lord wants you to serve. This is where you ought to be. No hesitation. Launch out. And then get in over your head. For all of us here, that's a time of recommitment to the Lord Jesus Christ to allow Him to use us for whatever it is that He wants to use us for. Whatever that might be. Get in over your head. Take what you have. Use your nets. Use your ability for the glory of God. Let's pray. Our most gracious Father, we just praise you for who you are. And we thank you for this day that you've given us. For this blessing that's ours in Jesus. Lord Jesus, we just thank you today that we honor and glorify you through our decisions. Father, thank you. Thank you for the decisions that are being made for these who are coming. And we just want to give you the praise and the glory for it all. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to stand and sing the hymn of invitation.